section thirty of mrs diamond this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org read by ruhi huck mrs diamond by anne isabella thackeray ritchie book three chapter six saint cloud before the storm amidst the hesperian garden on whose banks bedewed with nectar and celestial songs eternal roses grow in hyacinth and fruits of golden rind on whose fair tree the scaly harvest dragon ever keeps his unchanted eye comus i wish my mother had come with us said susy as the steamer stopped at the landing-place of st cloud just where the public place and the barracks and the terraces all meet while beyond these slate roofs and balustrades the tufted green and lilac and silver and gold of the lovely hanging gardens rise and the white walls and windows of the palace a flag was flying for the court was there the emperor the empress the young prince imperial and their attendants and indeed as they landed the soldiers were presenting arms to some smart open carriages which were rolling by with glittered outriders a flashing of harness a waving of plumes a click of arms it was a pretty brilliant sight shall we dine first or walk first said mr bagginall gaily monsieur du parc you know the place better than i do du parc hesitated if ces dames are not afraid of a long walk said du parc we might stroll back through the woods to sevres and i can recommend that little restaurant you were looking at just now for your dinner he said finishing his sentence to susanna himself susy agreed at once she was in childish spirits and behaving like a child thought tempy severely somewhat in mrs bolsover's frame of mind joe stared at susanna he too did not know her he too liked her best in her old subdued condition though he was glad to see her happy there was a pretty little girl in the village about little phrasie's age and as the steamer started susy stood looking after the child and thinking of her own with some natural maternal solicitude then she turned and found max as usual waiting by her side and watching her with something the same expression as that with which she had looked at the departing child i should like to have made a sketch of that child he said a little confused at being surprised no wonder women are pious he added when they have pretty bambinos of their own to worship i should think for you madame the difficulty must be not to believe but to keep rational in your convictions then max moved on again and joined the others for he had seen though susy did not notice it a somewhat gloomy exchange of looks passed between tempy and her brother as they stood waiting on the slope above it was a general holiday of sunshine lilacs lime trees dazzling blossoming flowers on every slope and terrace the steep sides were heaped with colour the wrought iron railings were overhung with garlands with ivy and laburnum and sweet flowering bushes pushing through the bars whitsuntide had come with an exquisite burst all these french people natural lovers of beauty and sunshine were out basking in the flood of sudden happiness 
at the gate of the great court stood a girl with a half penitent half laughing face she had stolen some overhanging branches of lilac and may blossom and had been called sternly to account by one of the old veterans in uniform and metal buttons guardian angels of this earthly paradise the girl undaunted by the buttons looked up with merry entreating eyes the brave old veteran unconquered in a hundred fights seemed hard put to it now for all his stripes and gold braid just overhead from a second terrace bordered by scrolled iron rails and ivy creepers hung an anxious audience of girls also provided with the plunder of spring and wondering what their own chance of escape would be she will come over him said mr bagginall laughing look he is yielding max shrugged his shoulders in an irritating way why do you look so angry said susy she will get as a veniality what is her natural right said max that is how morality is taught in our schools but if you think everybody else has a natural right to pick everything there will be only broken stalks for you and me says mr bagginall with his usual drawl i don't know about you said max laughing i myself have long ago made up my mind to broken stalks and as he spoke he flung a little spray of lilac he had picked over the railings of the terrace monsieur caron should be here said jo what is it he was saying in the studio last night that an equal subdivision of material was an absurdity that all gifts should be spiritual and capable of infinite division i don't suppose even caron could tell you the difference between material and spiritual said max shrugging his shoulders he certainly doesn't practice his precepts but i suppose the patron meant that if you give a man a fish he's hungry again in an hour if you teach him to catch a fish you do him a good turn but these very elementary principles are apt to clash with the leisure of the cultivated classes well mr bagginall now produces ticket the result of favour and the unjust subdivision of spiritual enjoyments said du parc with a smile mr bagginall stared at max for a moment max stared back du parc had a quiet confident manner which did not however always put people at their ease mr bagginall's order was produced and the veterans unlocked the gates and admitted those wanderers into deeper and sweeter glades and beauties they skirted the avenues advancing by the stately green arcades walking under the chestnut trees in flower climbing from one ivy-bound terrace to another from stone flight to stone flight from avenue to avenue again and so onward through the glorious spring into greener and yet greener places the larks were singing overhead nightingales and thrushes were answering from end to end with notes so sweet so loud so mellow that all these human beings with one accord ceased talking to listen to the sweet pertinacious melody after a time they found themselves coming out into an open place where a lake lay glistening in the spring there is a terrace somewhere near this said mr bagginall who knows the way to it du parc went to inquire of some women with flowers in their hands who stood smiling and pointing out the road one certainly gets a capital panorama of paris here says tempy breathlessly and ascending the steps of the terrace and talking in her loud cordial voice to mr bagginall i should like to sketch it but i'm not good at sketching jo should do it couldn't you jo would you also like to see me stand on my head on the dome of invalids said jo gravely what do you mean you silly boy said tempy you sketch beautifully doesn't he monsieur du parc 
but max didn't answer he had not yet reached the others and stood leaning against the lower end of the stone parapet by mrs diamond and looking out at the wondrous circle of hills susy lingered for an instant she had almost forgotten that such happiness was possible such a moment such a springtide the whole air was full of a wonderful perfume the very branches of the trees all seemed to be singing and flinging their incense upon the air as mrs diamond stood flushed and motionless a new sense of the universal community of life reached her was it her sorrow that died away in the flame of the sunshine her black gown turned to purple in the light suddenly she seemed to know that she was young that she belonged to the world in which she was breathing to now not only to the past that the present claimed her that the past was past come up this way come come cries jo looking back and in a sort of dream susanna moved on still followed by du pare at their feet spreads paris in its sober robe of white with its thousand domes and roofs and spires pale and shining and beautiful delicately outlined and shaded while the hills lie like a charm enclosing all and the silver turns of the river are flowing on into the very heart of the great city as though to wash away every shadow and stain from its stones there are some things that can scarcely be remembered much less written down among these is the quality of moments which come to us now and again the complexity and multiplication of happiness and beauty which can give these life and what about dinner says mr bagginal how does one get away from here there should be a path somewhere through this wood says max looking about him he found the way presently along the shade and the sunshine under the trees past a sunny glen where some milk-white goats like creatures out of an idyll were disporting themselves pan was perhaps hidden among the bushes or actaeon was sleeping among the ivy the little wood led downhill to iron gates end of section 30